All right. Well, good morning, Nicole. Good morning. So glad to have you. So this is the first episode of My Heart on Pages podcast. And yay. I am yay. I am so <laughs> excited to have you here. So this is day one. Today is Monday, January 10th. And this is our first episode of My Heart on Pages. And today we have with us our special guest, Nicole Scott. And Nicole is going to talk to us about her, her heart on pages, the why behind her story. So for you, for the listeners, let us let me give you a little uh, introduction of what My Heart on Pages is. So My Heart on Pages is just a conversation a conversation with friends, and we're talking about our stories because we know that everybody living and dead has a story. And there are a lot of us who take the time to put our story on pages. And so my heart on pages is just a simple conversation with friends. So it's like you're sitting in the kitchen or you know, at the, at the kitchen table, having a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, and just having a conversation about your heart on pages. So today, our heart on pages is going to have a conversation with Miss Nicole Scott. And Miss Nicole Scott is the author of The Best in Me. And she has a new book coming out. We're excited for her to talk about that called Father, Can You Hear Me? I'm excited to hear about those books. So without further ado, Miss Nicole, how are you this morning? I'm good. I'm good. I, first, I just want to say thank you. And I'm very honored to be your first podcast guest. So thank you very much for that. Hey, <laughs> I am so glad that you're here. Um, so Nicole, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us where you're from um, and tell us where, um, tell us how you became an author. Okay. Um, well, I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, but I live in Atlanta. I've been here a long time. I've been here about 30 years. Um, I'm the mother of two grown kids. Um, <laughs> I started writing a long time ago, just kind of as a hobby, kind of, I was going through some things and to keep from losing my mind, I started writing. Okay. So, but I've always been a reader. I've, I've loved reading books since, you know, I was in my twenties or whatever. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but it was a long time ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, writing started as a hobby and, um, you know, I tried a long time ago, tried to get an agent or whatever. I think I got like two or three rejection letters and mm -hmm. it broke my little heart. So I gave up for a long time. So, but this time around, I decided to stick with it and not give up for anything. So, so, so let me ask you a question. You said you had, you, you, you went to agent. So what did they say? You said they gave you a rejection letter. Oh, you know, the what little letters that say, you know, we're sorry to inform you, you know, a couple of those. So like when you go kind of like when you're applying for school and you got your favorite schools and they say, you know, uh, we regret to inform you that you didn't make it into the into this right. school of choice. Okay. Right. right. So how did that so I, I I know you said it broke your little heart. So how did that um 
how did that push you? Did it did it stop you in your tracks? Because obviously you have two, you have a book and one on the way. So did it stop you? Did it did it you know did it kind of make you go back and rethink things or what happened? Tell tell us walk walk me through that. Well, it it did. Like I said, it just broke my little heart. And of course I was younger or whatever, but you know, I was married and had kids and had a job. So I just, you know, kept on going with life. And matter of fact, I had my own wedding planning business for a while, but it was still something that was missing for me. So then that made me start again. Okay. Okay. So, so there was, there was that drive. And I, and I like that because sometimes when, when we get that rejection letter, we, we abandon the process altogether and ignore that something that's missing. So you didn't ignore it. You kept working, you kept going through your life as usual, but in the back of your mind, you was like, something is missing. Something's missing. There's gotta be more to it than that. So what happened? What happened next? Um, well, actually, um, I was thinking it was gonna take a while. So, you know, I was like, I found somebody that I, that I liked and I sent them my information and right away I got a book deal, but the timing was horrible. It was one of the worst times in my life. And like I said, I thought it was gonna be a long drawn out process or whatever, but I was going through a divorce and you know, that's that's a very tough time so you know I'm sitting there at my laptop trying to do what my editors are telling me to do and I'm just sitting there just boohoo and I'm crying because I'm working of course and nobody was listening to me like I need more time I can't you know so yeah whatever but things work out the way they are supposed to yes, be. Yes, they are. You know, somebody said everything work out for a reason. Uh, uh, what is it? Um, uh, things happen for a reason. Everything happens right. for a reason. And sometimes right. I'm like, that's so cliche, but it's so true. It's, it's true. so true. Um, somebody used to tell me the best thing, the worst thing that happens to you can be the best thing for you as long as you don't let it get the better of you. So if right. we don't let the worst thing that happens to us get the best of us, then we can move on to something great so so tell me about your first book the best in me and listen if you have not if you're listening and you've not read the best in me listen go to amazon or you can go to nicole tell us where we can get the best in me from um i have my website is authornicolescott.com Awesome. So you can go so don't to, go, don't go to Amazon. Don't go to Amazon. Want Kindle. Don't go to Amazon. <laughs> she wants right. she, she want her money. I'm sorry, y'all. Go to, I, I know that's right, rich. girl. Right. I know that's right, girl. <laughs> I know that's right. Go to Nicole. Author Nicole Scott. Authornicolescott.com and get the book so she can get all her coins, y'all. I, <laughs> I ain't mad. I ain't mad. So tell us about the, the best of me and tell us about that process and how you came to, to get published and and, you know, and I, I have a personal interest in this. So tell me about this publisher who made the best in me possible. <laughs> well, actually, we both wanted to do the same thing. We both wanted to be authors. And my friend, you, you wanted to do it 
your way. You wanted to self-publish. I was like, I wanted to do it the traditional way. I wanted to get a publisher. So, you know, I, what I told you what happened, you know, with me when I got a publisher. And then after you had published a few books on your own, you, everybody's asking you for help. So you were like, hmm, I'm going to start a publishing business. And then after you got up and running, you like, you know, Nicole, you got books sitting over there. You got books in your brain. You know, what, what are you waiting on? And I was like, you know, Okay. 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 You know, I remember, I remember years ago um, reading when you were like, look, who to read this man. And I remember reading it and it was just a, t- a page turner. And I was like, oh my goodness, this was so, it was so interesting and so excited. And it was relatable, you know, and I was like, oh, this is really good. So when, when the things went down, when things went sour with the, the first um, um, contract that you got, the book deal that you got. And then of course you went through the divorce and you and I both, we both went through a divorce and I was like, oh man. So when I started doing uh, the publishing and um, I am the owner of PayPro V Publishing, I said, you know, I thought about you from the beginning and I said, you, you know, please consider. And I said, you know, just consider if you'll consider letting me publish your book because that was good. I thought it was good. And I read it before it got to the, all of the editing and all of that. And I thought it was good. I, I, I liked, I, I think because I like the rawness of it and the rawness of the process, I believe. And I thought it was great. So I'm so happy and so, so thrilled that you trusted me with the process to help you take your story from a thought to a realization. So tell us about The Best in Me. Tell us about this book. Okay, so The Best in Me, that's the struggle between an out-of-control teenage girl and her religious granddaughter when, uh, her religious grandmother when they're forced to live together because of a family crisis. So just kind of, you know, ask the question, does it really matter what other people think of you if God sees the best in you? That's how I came up with that title, The Best in You. Well, I like like that because you know what? Sometimes we we look at people and we see the outside, but we don't see the inside. So we don't consider the best in me. And sometimes we look at ourselves and we don't see what God sees in ourselves. So tell tell us now you can't she can't give away the whole story because you got to buy the book. Okay, you have to buy the book, please buy the book. So tell us about tell us about some of the characters in the book. Tell us about this, this little hot tail, I say hot tail, a teenage girl, you know, there's a there's there. And one of the things that 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 we have to remember, too, is that there is a reason for the things that we do. We see people on the street and we Mm -hmm. see those kids acting fool and grown people acting a fool. There's history behind that. So tell us about this, this um, wild child, little teenage girl. Well, I'm not going to let you talk too bad about April now. But I know, um. girl. I can relate to April, girl, because you know I didn't have some myself. I didn't raise some. They're great, great now. But honey, child, them teenage years, you know it. You know them teenage years will have you pulling your hair out. Okay, we pulled our hair out, but luckily our hair grew back. So, you know, we, 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 we've gotten past those teenage years. So tell us about sweet little April. So, <laughs> so, well, like you said, there's a reason behind everybody's behavior, you know, she doesn't exactly have the best parents in the world. So, but luckily she has a grandmother who loves her and who comes and rescues her and her brother and sister. So, you know, like I said, Mary is a really religious person. She's in the church all the time. So bringing her into, bringing April into her world is 
you know, it's a culture shock to, to April. Um, you know, now she, before she's doing whatever she wanted to do because the parents not around and all of a sudden then she gets with her grandmother who's very structured and she's going to church all the time. So they are just bumping heads, but you know, it's drama, but it's very entertaining. And of course, you know, I like to inspire people. So it is faith-based. It's a faith-based family drama. Faith-based family drama, the best in me. I love it. So how did you how did you go about developing the characters? What what made you, you know, there's April, but then there's a there's a whole family. So what how did you develop the characters? What was the process there? Well, April, like I said, she was first. She she started out as my main character. Um, you know, of course, I wanted to give her her struggles and her issues or whatever and try to get back in the mindset of being a teenager, I had to remember, you know, how that was like and and think about things from their perspective. Um, then of course, it was a little bit easier for me to do Mary, the grandmother, even though I don't have grandkids, but she was still the adult in the situation. So it was easier for me to, you know, develop her or whatever. Um, so, you know, it was, it, was, it was a back and forth and, um, but, you know, I had certain issues and certain things that I wanted to do. And then it was like, you know, I was trying to think when did grandparents have to rescue grandkids? And I just remembered, you know, the 80s and the 90s when it was the crap epidemic. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's I wanted that to be a big part of the story mm -hmm. as well. So I brought that time period in. So that was kind of the, the hardest thing about developing the book was um, doing it in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Going, writing, writing in the present tense for um, the past. Right. And it's not, I mean, it's not a historical fiction or anything because it's only like 30 years back, but I don't know. I don't know how historical fiction authors do it. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Girl, but, I know yeah. I've published some and I've been reading and I'm like, wow, I, I don't have the patience to do that. That's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of research right. and having to make sure that you have all of the, all of the facts together so right. you, so you have you have April and you have her grandmother and you and mm -hmm. there are some some siblings involved so what there there is a plot in there of course mm -hmm. so what made you come up with and again we we're, we're dancing around this y'all y'all have to go and read the get the book to read the whole story um but but what made you what made you come up with with the with um I'm gonna say the lie heard across America. What made you come up with that? The lie heard across America? The lie, I'm calling the lie heard across America, where April tells a lie that oh. jeopardized the jeopardize a whole, she not only just jeopardized her own life without her even knowing it, but just jeopardized a whole congregation, a whole a whole church, you know, our lives have domino effects. And right. this was, this one was a big one. This could have ended up really, 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 really bad. But what made you come up with her telling that particular lie? Uh, well, a lot of times we don't listen to teenagers, you know, because they're kids and um, it had to be something big. It had to be something that uh, would make people take notice of her or whatever and you know I like drama so 
you know, I was just trying to think what could she do? What could she say to make people, you know, really pay attention? And I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that. There is there there are several several parts of the book. You know, I love the whole book. There were several parts of the book that I liked. Um, the one part that I liked, and it's going to be the segue to lead into, you know, our the next book was where you let Mary have love interest, and so yeah. I, I think that was great because a lot of times when when we're dealing with things as high stresses there has to be an outlet for us to not lose our mind and I like the way you let Mary have a love interest that was an outlet for her and and not only just an outlet but a but a help as well um right. he was he was a savior he was a you know a knight in shining armor for her mm -hmm. and so it, it kind of helped when she was dealing with the you know get dealing with the kids because her life changed too so right. it was a rude awakening for her because she was dealing with, you know, the last time she saw her children, they were sweet little grandchildren. Last time she saw April, they was, it was my baby. And then mm -hmm. here, this, this, this is a grown teenage woman who is challenging everything that she tells her to do. So how, how did you, what, what made you decide to give her a love interest and not, not, and, and so what I, what's important, I think to point out is she didn't have a, she, she, you didn't have it where she had a gossip friend where she would call the friend and let me tell you, you know, sometimes we have to vent to our friends, but you didn't, mm -hmm. you didn't put that in there. You gave her a love interest who was her helpmate and, and, and help keep her spiritually grounded so what made you decide to do it that way well uh like I said originally April was my main character she was my focus but the more I wrote about Mary the more I fell in love with Mary and it was like you know the top issue was her grandkids but you know she had a life too so yeah, yeah. you know I had to um I was part of developing, you know, she, you know, she was really into the church and she was really good friends with the pastor and she, you know, her life changed. Now she got three grandkids she's got, so she needed help. But you know, the more time they spent together, you know, it's like you see things that people you didn't see before or whatever, right, you know, right. so. Well, and I like, I like the fact that it's a, it's a Christian fiction and it's clean. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes we get a little risque and, and I've, I've read some Christian, some, some so-called Christian fictions or Christian um, based um, novels and they kind of get a little, they teeter-totter real close to the edge. And I like the fact that you kept it clean. So you didn't, you, you didn't make it where, you know, they were carrying on some torrid affair while she's trying to do this. And I, I like that. I like that. So, so, so what led you to, so let's talk about Let's talk about book number two. Father, can you hear me? Uh, when can we expect book number two? Uh, well, pre-sale starts next month, uh, February 22nd, and the book comes out in March, March right. 15th. So tell us about Father, Can You Hear Me? Tell us about that book. So people that read the first book, The Best in Me, they kept saying, is there a part two? Is there a part two? You got to write a part two. Is there a sequel? So I was like, okay. <laughs> so um, 
when I was deciding, of course, I got suggestions from everybody. Ooh, this should happen. This should happen. I'm like, no, I'm you know, I'm doing it the way I want to or whatever. But um, I decided to make Mary more of the main character. And I'm not going to tell you how the best of me ends, but in Father, Can You Hear Me? There are a couple. So, um, but um, Father, Can You Hear Me? So now this is the struggle between Mary and her pastor. And they really should be celebrating being newlyweds, but you know, they've got big disagreements. They got disagreements about the house full of grandkids. They got disagreements about their church. They got disagreements about each other's reckless behavior. And you know, people around them, their friends are their friends are dying. And you know, people always say, um, you know, marriage is hard. But, you know, with all the drama going on in their lives, it's like, well, they even survived their first year of marriage. So that's what Father Can You Hear Me is about. I like that, too. And and and, and can I can I just give a little bit of little little bit of information about the book there? Sure. They are they're on there. I, I like the fact they're both on their second marriages, mm-hmm. um, but they're they're widows. Right. So they're they're both kind of set in their own ways. Right. And there is the there's still the 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 one spouse who you know that's that's the connection so one of them can't break away seems to have trouble breaking away from from the memory of that one spouse and that 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 poses some some issue too Uh, i like this i like i love this book it's real life and it touches on a lot of the subjects that some people don't want to talk about right because sometimes when you see you you see those those people who are who are the preachers and the, you know, the, 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 the first ladies and the wives. And you wonder, you know, you think their lives are perfect and it ain't perfect. They are human. They are human. <laughs> they are and sometimes, human. sometimes we forget that we put people on a pedestal, you know, right. even, you know, leaders and, you know, church leaders and, and, you know, presidents and you put them on a pedestal. And then when they, when they show their humanness, you kind of get disappointed. So we're all human. It's funny right. how we can make mistakes, but we, we hold other people to a higher standard. Exactly. Um, right, right. So what what was the so so what started you to um to wanting to be a writer? When you grew up, when you were a little girl and you grew up, did you say, hey, I want to be a writer? What did you want to be when you grew up? When I was little, well, when I was little, I went to Catholic school, so I, I wore a uniform every day. So when I was little, I wanted to be a fashion designer because all I thought about were clothes. So <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't until I was grown that I wanted to be a writer. Okay. Okay. So what, in, uh, what kind of support, what kind of support have you had through the process? I know, I know before you, um, you were writing and then you went through a divorce and life happened. And then, so now you're, you're back on track. So what kind of support, um, what kind of support do you get as, as a, uh, as a writer now, knowing that there are a world full of writers and I, and I always, so here, the, the, the statistics say um, there, so there are about 7 billion people on the planet and 1% um, of the adults, you know, they're the adults write or want to write. But only 1% of that 7 billion will actually write their novels so or their stories or, or, or a cookbook or a journal or whatever. So when you think of one, when you think of 7 billion 
people and then you think of the adults one out of the one billion that's still really a small number compared to the whole world and then you have to take into consideration that there are people like yourself like myself who are multiple authors so there are a bunch of books there are you know billions of books on the planet so how do you how do you get that support because everybody's uh, everybody's book is not going to sell a million copies right or they're not going to be they're not going to be millionaires but should that you know has that that fact stopped you from 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 writing how how is that how how do you get support for that uh well I didn't get support at first but you know now that people have, are reading my book um then of course, you know, I'm getting support now, of course, you know, mm-hmm. on social media, from friends and family, from book club. Um, so I'm getting support now. And that's, that's really helping, you know, that's really, it, it helps to know that people are actually reading your book and like, okay, I, I can do this, you know, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. It's an yeah, encouragement. So, so, right. so what advice, uh, if, if it was somebody, if you met somebody and you were going to mentor somebody, what advice would you give them if they, if they're at the, if, they, if they're at the point, because you know, I, I coach and develop people for, from wherever, whatever the, the process is. If you've started writing and you get stuck, or if you, you know, you have a story and you don't know how to get started, or if you're just ready to publish, um, how would you, what advice would you give if somebody came to you and, you know, somebody called you up with your book and they were excited about it and, you know, and they, how, how would you advise them to get started? Uh, well, you just got to sit down and write, <laughs> basically. Um, you have to set aside time for yourself um, and get organized and write, but just know that writing the book is only part of it. I mean, because you can write the book, but then you'll just have a finished book. You have to market it. You know, you have to get out there on social media. You know, you have to um, do book signings. You have to you have to get out of there. So writing the book is only actually, I don't know, half of the process or whatever. It's yeah. so much more to being an author than just writing the book. But that's the big part of it, of course. And so you got to be disciplined. You got to sit down and you got to do it. If you want to, you know, be a writer, then you have to write. I like that. There, you got to do the work. You cannot right. erase the work. Now, now there are different different methods that you can write. You can, you know, record it in your microphone. You can, you know, talk text and email it to yourself. You can do the typical thing, sit down with a typewriter. I, I don't know who has a typewriter anymore, but you can sit down in front of the computer and type it out. Um, so there are different methods to writing, but it does not erase the fact that you have to do the work. You right. have to do the work. When I did my first book, I didn't market it. You knew that. I didn't I didn't market it. I just kind of told some people, people who knew me that I was writing a book. I didn't market. I didn't go on social media. I didn't do any of that. Uh, if I knew if I would have known then what I know now, that would be different. And it, but it also depends on your purpose. So everybody has a different reason. So with with my heart on pages, we talk about the why behind your story. Um, everybody has a reason. My my reason might not be to to sell, you know, thousands or hundreds of thousands of copies of the book. It might just be a personal accomplishment. 
Uh, it might be, um, I might be writing my family history just to leave the legacy for my family. Because in my mind, I'm thinking nobody cares about my family history. But even that would be untrue because there are so many people who are connected through families and you have no, no way of knowing that. Sometimes you don't even meet your cousin until you're on Facebook and be like, wait, wait, this, that's your mama? Well, that's my cousin and that's my daddy's cousin. And wait, before you know it, you got a whole family reunion going and you didn't even know that you had a cousin living five miles down from you since you were two years old. So whatever your purpose is, it does not erase the fact that you have to do the work. You have to do the work. So let me ask you, do you have any regrets? If you had to do it all over again, what would you do different? I, you know what? I don't, it doesn't do any good to have regrets. So, you know, and you spend too much time, well, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda. So no, I mean- no you know, it's nothing you can do about it anyway. You can't go back in time. Now, look, if I could go back in time, I'm not going to lie. I would change some things, but, you know, but no, no. I mean, like we said at the, at the beginning, you know, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens when it's supposed to happen. So, Mm -hmm. yeah I like that no regrets you you can't do nothing about it you know somebody said you can't look you you can't move ahead while you're looking in the rearview mirror that's right you know you can't you can't do it so one of the things that I want to do Nicole you know I I I love celebrating right and one of my favorite songs and before I before I continue I do not own the rights to this song so I like to I like to celebrate I like to move And so I want to, um, you know, I want you to kind of move a little bit with me to my favorite song. And once we get through that, then we'll conclude and we'll say hello, goodbye, and enjoy the rest of our day. But let's move, jam with this to me. Can you hear this? Okay, I can own the rights to this song. This is called Bravo. I like this song. Love this. She ain't walking, she's flying. You said it, no regrets. I ain't even got one sad tear left in me. Today is Monday, and we are recording our first episode of Hearts, My Hearts on Pages. Celebration, no matter who you are. Nicole Scott, I applaud you. Congratulations for two books. Oh, LaQuita of Hearts, I applaud you. You are a publisher <laughs> and now you're doing a podcast. Bravo. Thank you. Clap your hands. There's not a wrong time or a wrong place. Let them say what they want to say. Let them try. Don't listen to them. Yeah, this is a part of my exercise this morning. <laughs> Can I count this as my exercise? You can, you can. Move my move my hips. <laughs> I ain't even got one sad tear left in me. This is my favorite part. All I really want is to see the whole world stand up tonight. 
we celebrate life. We only get one. Right. We only get one. It don't matter who you are. If you've been working hard, give yourself a round of applause. I love that. I love that. Give yourself yeah. a round of applause. Well, Miss Nicole, do you have anything that you want to add before we say goodbye? I do not, uh, other than, you know, go out and get the best in me. And Father, can you hear me? Pre-sale starts 2, 22, 22. Get all those twos. Yep. <laughs> so I want to say, <laughs> I want to say thank you so much, Nicole, for being so consistent, being such a great friend to me, being such a wonderful friend in my life, a consistent friend for the last, what, almost, what, 25 years? Almost yeah, 25 20, years. 25 yes. years, 25 yes, years, because yes, yes. our babies are 30. They grown. Yes. They were little. They grown. Yes. Yes. I remember your, your, when I met you, your baby, your, your oldest was five years old. She used to come into the cafeteria, Miss Tanner, what time is it? <laughs> I'll never forget that beautiful, I'll never forget that beautiful little face. And that's been a long time. That's been a really long time. Mm -hmm. So I am so glad that I was able to help you take your story from a thought to a realization. And so this is My Heart's on Pages. And we are recording our first episode today. It will be, we'll, we'll, we'll um, download it um, shortly to... Uh, Anchor and Spotify and some other platforms. We're still working mm -hmm. that out. But thank mm -hmm. you so much, Nicole, for joining us. This is the first episode of My Hearts on Pages brought to you by yours truly, Laquita Parks. I'm the owner and publisher for PayPro-V Publishing, helping you take your story from a thought to a realization. If you have a story, and I know that you do, Message me. You can call me, email me, um, visit my website at www.payprov, that's P-A-P-R-O-V-I, publishing.com. And let me help you take your story from a thought to a realization. It's been a great. See you later. Thank you. Talk to you thank next you. time. You're All welcome. Right,